Ladies and gentlemen, grunts and girls. <laughs> it's been a while since I've said that. Welcome to Bullets to Beans. This is episode 30. We are finally kicking off 2021. It's been a while since I've uh, put a show out, so I think we're going to spend today and just kind of play catch up. A lot has happened since the election through that transition period, the inauguration. America seemed very comfortable with just devouring itself. I felt it was best for me to just stay quiet. The show started getting too political, started getting pointed to only the political events, and that was never the intent of the show. So I wanted to take a second, spend some time reflecting on myself, the intent of this show, and what we're supposed to be about, and try to get back on track. One of the things we are going to talk about today, I spent some time on uh, when I was off the air uh, getting involved with a group online called the Scally Cat Mafia, probably the best, most positive thing I've seen on the internet, and I'm going to brag about them today. So stay tuned. We're going to kick things off and we'll get back in the saddle. Here comes the show. get one of them to monitor yep. and I get back on the gun and get back out and fight. Cause that's probably one of the good progressions through the military. The aircraft is pitching and rolling and we're going through the valley and it, it's just a wild, wild ride. And I'm trying to think to myself, no, no the crisis has to culminate. And in communities like Seattle and Portland, Bullets to Beans, your weekly military and veteran podcast with Doc Joslin. Born from the passion of taking care of our nation's veterans and warriors, Remedy Alpine, owned, operated, and staffed by veterans, provides a variety of therapeutic adventure and backcountry recreation programs ranging from single-day hikes to multi-day, multi-night mountain treks and even basic mountaineering adventures. For more information, visit them at www.remedyalpine.org. Remedy Alpine, reminding you to work the mountain and rest your mind. Welcome back to the show. As I said in the introduction, you know, this has been a while. I haven't put a show out in about two months. I think it was the end of December, right around Christmas time when I actually released uh, episode 29. You know, as I started looking at what was going on in the world, specifically our country, just the divisiveness, the, the, the absolute hatred that was just spewing from every direction, not one side was immune to it. It just became overwhelming, became totally consuming for me. And I had to take a break. I had to kind of set back, uh, pull off off of pretty much every social media platform, uh, minus one or two. It still, you know, had a presence and would go in and like things and make a couple comments. Um, but, you know, by and large, I just, I, I kind of shut down I didn't want to be part of the negativity. I didn't want to be part of the problem. And I, everywhere you turned, you couldn't, you couldn't escape it. Like I said, it was consuming. Everywhere you turned, there was nothing but divisiveness in our country. And this is, this is a theme that I think has come up throughout the show repeatedly uh, in the first year of the show. You know, I had plans to do a big one year anniversary of the show at the end of January. And I didn't even do that. Um, there was, uh, that was right about the time of the inauguration. January 20th was the, 
first anniversary of Bullets to Beans, and it also happened to be the inauguration. Probably would have been a great thing to monopolize on, but I just didn't have it within me to do it. Uh, there, there was, uh, it didn't feel like celebrating, and that has nothing to do with who was inaugurated. It has everything to do with the way the country just continues to destroy itself. I'm not going to get into the first month of the new administration. You want to know what they've done and the number of executive orders that have been signed and the reversal of the last administration. Research that yourself. I'm going to try to get the show back on track. This is always supposed to be a veterans military centric show. And although politics and the political climate in the United States weighs very heavily on the military and veteran community, which is why I felt it was appropriate for all the shows that we did surrounding that. It wasn't supposed to be just another Ben Shapiro or Charlie Kirk political commentary show. Those guys get paid big bucks to do that. This is supposed to be a fun show for veterans. Let's talk about things that are specific to us. You know, the the divisive nature and the, the, the cancel culture politics of the United States, that affects everybody. That's that's not just a military problem. I wanted to focus a show on stuff that, that, that concerns, you know, the military, veterans, our population. So that's going to be the intent is to get back. I am going to kind of recap some stuff. But so first of all, I really want to reach out and to some of the, the more consistent and regular listeners, Jose uh, Alanis, um, I, I I don't want to miss people and start calling people out uh, and then have people get the feelings hurt because, oh, he said 20 names and he didn't say mine. But, you know, there's a few people. I mentioned Jose specifically because he reached out to check on me, not to say, hey, when's the next show coming out, but as a fellow veteran to reach out and say, hey, are you doing okay? Because I've noticed that you've shut down. Uh, and he reached out out of general concern. And Jose wasn't the only one, um, you know. Patrick Inshaw from Maverick Tactical. Uh, appreciate Patrick reaching out, wanting to know when some more content's coming out and checking on me. And again, the it's a it's a pretty good sized list. It's not like I had hundreds of people checking on me. The show's not that big, but there were there were some folks that were concerned when the show kind of fell off. And I appreciate that 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 was actually the encouragement and the motivation to get me back in the studio to start putting content together to get shows out. And when I say content together, I didn't put a show together for today. I figured I'd get on the, fo- the microphone and just kind of chat with folks and give folks an update. I'm still here. I'm okay. I'm uh, working through just analyzing some things and making sure that I get the show into the direction that we want it to be. But what I saw at the end of the year and what kind of made me want to take a step back, everybody was doing talking. There was a lot of talk. There was rhetoric from every angle coming. Everybody wanted to talk and nobody wanted to listen. And so I spent a couple of months listening, trying to look at things from multiple angles, trying to look at things from different vantage points and different viewpoints. I figured there were hundreds of people talking and nobody wanted to listen. So I would try to be the opposite. I would try to listen. And what I heard from a lot of people is a lot of people aren't hearing each other. I mean, it was, it's, it's simple. And I mean, it doesn't take a, a road scholar to, to analyze the biggest problem that we have is everybody is, wants to be in an echo chamber. They only want to hear things that support their, their ideology or what they believe in. 
nobody wants to be open-minded. Nobody wants to think, you know, I, I had this conversation with uh, somebody very close to me, someone who whose political ideologies were completely different than mine. I had to ask him, I was like, okay, I've had to, I've had to ask myself, what if I'm wrong? But what if you're wrong? Look at, look at how bad things could be if what you firmly believe in and what you're holding so true and dear to yourself that you're creating more divide within the country, hit the pause button for a second and ask yourself, what if I'm wrong? And that was a lot of what I did in the beginning of this year. That's a lot of the internal thought process, internal dialogue that I had, my internal conversation with myself is what if I'm wrong? That's a big, it's a big question to ask yourself. And I think people should hit the pause button a couple times a year when things get deep, when things get very complicated and ask themselves, what if what I'm believing in and supporting is wrong? What if my answer is the wrong answer? Everybody needs to do that from time to time. It's a good, just check yourself moment, you know, in what I'm supporting. Is it right? And you might not find that you're 100% right, or you might not find that you're 100% wrong. But I think that what you'll find is you could probably tailor yourself a little bit different. Nobody's 100% right. And and in that same regard, I don't think anybody's 100% wrong either. The other thing I think we've got to get back to is we've got to get to back to active listening. You know, the, the whole communication thing, when you take communications 101, you know, active listening. We fail as a society at that wholeheartedly. Nobody wants to listen to each other. Nobody wants to hear somebody else's viewpoint. Nobody wants to hear somebody else's perspective. But they'll be goddamn ready to shove their own thoughts and processes and perspectives and opinions down somebody else's throat. They'll force feed it to them like it's shot out of a slingshot. But they won't pause to listen to somebody else's thought. And I think that, you know, you get into confrontations with people, you get into conflict with somebody. And if you pause and listen to them, you would probably find out that you have more in common with them. And this is some of the things that have come out of some discussions, some very healthy discussions I've had on Facebook. You know, most people get on Facebook and it's just cutting people down you know, keyboard warrior stuff. And I've had some very good interactions and, and discussions when I, when I, A, committed to no negative rhetoric and B, committed to listening to people and trying to see their side of it. And the way that I would respond to people, it encouraged open communication. And I've had some great dialogue with people I don't even know, people that I've got a lot in common with, but at the onset of the discussion, you know, my wife looked at a couple of them and she's like, you're going to get into a war with somebody on Facebook again. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm committed to not going negative with people. And there was a couple of these engagements where they were trying to get me to go negative. They were trying to get me to to fly off the handle because that's what they wanted. And A, I felt that I got more of a win by not going negative, by not giving them what it looked like or what appeared that they wanted was you know, another Facebook battle. And I refused to do that. And then the conversation 
turned at least three, three or four different times. The conversation turned to understanding and to at least walking away f- with a sense of mutual respect. And one of the things that I would do, and I guess this is falls into the trolling bucket, but I try to get to know the people that I'm talking to. So I go look at their profile, right? And this one specific discussion, uh, I went and I was like, look, I try to get to know my audience a little bit better. So I let, went and looked at your profile. Your profile is pretty well locked down. All that I could learn about you is you have a beautiful family and you should be proud of that. And that comment alone just kind of turned it. And he was just like, well, thank you. You know, and uh, the post that I made, the, the, the very first thing that I, you know, uh, he, this individual responded in an attacking fashion with me. And I said, hey, person, I don't know. And I kind of let it go with that as I opened it up with, hey, look, we don't know each other. So anyway, not to, to, to jump into, you know, controlling mechanisms on social media, but I have found that where social media can be a thousand percent negative, if you make a commitment to a, when I, when I online, when I'm getting into these chats or getting into these discussions in these forums, if I commit to not going negative, it takes one person to be the bigger person, Right. If you make that commitment to not go negative and keep it positive, and even if it means you have to walk with very few opinions have been changed because of Facebook discussions. I have seen one or two. You know, a year ago, I would have said zero. I have seen one or two. And that shows some promise. That shows some hope. And that's what we should be looking for. You know, I've talked about it. Those that know me that have either worked with me, um, folks that have been through the the master resilience, master resiliency training. That's a fucking mouthful. The MRT program in the military. You've heard me. You've heard other people. I didn't coin the phrase. I stole it, but hunt the good stuff, right? I think it's come up a couple times on the show. Uh, we talk about it in remedy Alpine and some of our programming. I talk about it with my direct reports and my employees and my full-time job but hunt the good stuff. The negative is always going to find its way into your life. You know, it's, that's, that's a snake. The, the, the negative is, will always find a way to slither its way in, but you've got to actively hunt the good stuff. If you want to see the good in people and you want to see the good in the world, you have to hunt it. And so you try to start your day with three positives. Even if it's just refreshing three positive things that happened the day before, and throughout the day, try to find three positive things that are happening. You actively have to, it's an active process. You have to want to find it. And then at the end of the day, when you're doing your night routine, laying down, whatever, getting ready for bed, try to close your day on positive notes. Try to find three positives that happened throughout the day, even if they're small positives. Like, the, you know, the, the lady waited for me to back out of my parking spot and didn't try to ram her bumper up my ass. Something simple right? It could be something huge, could be something kind of mediocre, could be something kind of small, but whatever it is, try to hunt good things. And you find that your mindset changes. When when you actively put positive into your life and into your world and into your mindset, it changes your perspective. So that's, 
that's what I'm going to encourage people to do is hunt the good stuff. And I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to review a coffee and then we'll get back because I found it's a good transition point. It's a good segue because I found some good stuff and I actually found it on Facebook. It's called the Scally Cat Mafia. We'll be back in a little bit. And that's what we're going to talk about. The Weekly Grind. So our grind this week is coming to us from Black Rifle Coffee. And before I get into it, I've had some people question and ask me, you know, hey, Doc, why do you, why do you review Black Rifle? You know, those, they're, they're a household name. They don't need your free advertising. And, you know, absolutely right. They are a household name. They are the varsity team in the veteran business space that made it big, interviewed all over the place. Joe Rogan had uh, Evan Haffer and, and Matt Best on, interviewed them. I think it was back in January. Yeah, they don't need my free press. They don't need a small little shout out from my little, you know, 100, 150, 200 listener podcast. But they're veterans. They're a veteran company. They're a veteran coffee. And my show's about veterans, whether they make more money than I do or not. So we're going to talk about Black Rifle from time to time. Because if you're going to talk about veteran coffee, you can't really talk about veteran coffee without talking about the biggest veteran coffee there is. So this morning, we're going to review Black Rifle Coffee's Freedom Fuel. It is, it's a dark roast, and their own description on the back is very simple. Heavy-bodied, roasted with a kick of freedom. A couple things about that. It's simple because it's a simple coffee. It's dark. It is a, a full-flavored, bold coffee. It's got a good balance to it. It's not too acidic. It's If you like a dark roast, full-flavored coffee, you can drink it with more than one cup without it really upsetting your stomach, so it doesn't really have that harsh uh, bitterness to it. It's just good coffee-flavored coffee. And, you know, the you don't have to go into trying to overly describe something that hits the mark and is simple. And I think that's what Freedom Fuel does. It's a good, simple, bold, dark coffee that just is well-balanced. And that's what freedom's supposed to be about. I don't know if that was their point behind it, but, you know, it's simple, it's balanced, and they put an American flag on it with a scar, and they call it Freedom Fuel, because simple, balanced freedom. Anyway, I probably read way too much into that coffee. But anyway, Black Rifle Coffee, there'll be links in the show notes, Freedom Fuel, Dark Roast, check it out. It's good drinking coffee. We'll be back to the show in just a second. All right. Welcome back. Segment two, we're going to talk about some positive stuff. So I got to build it up here. I got to lead in with a story of how we got to this uh, and then how I discovered the organization I'm going to talk about. In the fall, October, I don't know, October, November timeframe, uh, one of my good friends, uh, came into the VFW and he had on a scally cap. If you don't know what a scally cap is, it's an old-fashioned newsboy or a flat cap, that Andy cap, you know, typically, you know, Scottish, English, Irish type hats that you see people wear. And I had one, you know, I compliment him as I asked, pretty cool hat. And uh, so we, we started talking about it. And then, you know, I had had one that my wife bought me a couple of years ago that was just sitting in my closet and I wore it a couple of times, but I kind of gotten a couple odd looks. I don't know. It, 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 
I, I kind of had to deal with my own self-confidence with it, right? Uh, and you just get into baseball caps. And so it kind of just found some space in the back of my closet and it kind of hid there. And then I started looking at the company, the Boston Scally Cap Company um, is a, the one that he specifically showed me that he had. And I started looking at it, but they're pretty, pretty snazzy looking caps, right? So uh, I asked my wife to get me one for Christmas. Um, so I had one before Christmas and I got one at Christmas and this, my scally cap journey went from on Christmas day, I had two to now I have 12 with one more on its way to be delivered this week. And my wife actually has a collection of, well, she's got three with one more coming. So she's got, she's got three or four of them herself. So I got invited to this, I got an invite to this community, uh, same friend got me back into wearing, uh, these scally caps. Uh, he's like, Hey, there's this online community. It, it's, it's pretty cool. You should check it out. And he sent me an invite. Well, it's the scally cap mafia, uh, a little history. It's a, it's a relatively young group on Facebook. It's only been around since September of 2020. So, I mean, it's six, six months old. Um, and it's just a Facebook group of people who enjoy the lifestyle, the culture, everything around these scally caps, newsboy caps, flat caps, whatever you want to call it. And I got to be honest, it's the most positive interaction and positive thing that I've been a part of on any social media platform, even ones that I own and host myself. It, it, it's just a group of people that center around some hats that lift each other up and support each other. There's about 3,400 members. So the, the rules of the, the group are pretty simple, you know, kind and courteous, no hate speech or bullying. It, 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 and you get that in any group, right? And then you get on the, the page, you get accepted to the group and guess what? They're not kind. They're not courteous. They're, there's hateful speech and bullying, the the administrators of this page they don't tolerate it. I mean, you see people get posts taken down quickly, and it's not that it's. Uh, and what's different about it is when people get a post removed, they don't necessarily go on this rant about, "Hey, I had a post removed. Screw these administrators. Fuck this page. Whatever." This page is all about having style, class, and respect. And if you get one of your posts removed, you know that you violated either not having style, not having class, or not having respect. And instead of people taking to the page and complaining about administrators ripping something down, what you see is people going to the page and apologizing to the group. Evidently, something in my post caused some conflict, and that was never the intent. What I talked about in the first segment about people don't do enough listening, everybody wants to talk, nobody wants to listen. This is a Facebook group full of listeners. This is a group of people that their only intent is to make a positive interaction with somebody. People log into the, that Scally Cat Mafia page intent on finding that positive, hunting the good stuff and being part of somebody else's good stuff. I got to tell you, the, the, the couple months I've been off the air, I've been on the Scally Cat Mafia page. I've been buying a fuck ton of hats. 
Uh, that I got to get that under control. I think there's a support group for it, and the mafia page is not the support group because they'll just encourage you to buy more hats. But um, you'll see uh, when I get back into posting on social media and, and photos and headshots and whatever, you'll probably see a lot more of these hats on me instead of baseball hats when I get back to doing the YouTube versions of the uh, the show. Uh, I'll probably be rocking a, a scally from time to time in there. So if if you're if this is your thing, if you're into scally caps, newsboys, flat caps, old fashioned, you know, Irish, British, Scottish, you know, kind of Celtic lifestyle stuff, and you own a couple of these hats, go check out the Scally Cap Mafia on Facebook. I encourage you to do it, but I encourage you to do it with a sense of caution. Only do it if your intent is pure. Only do it if you're looking for something positive, because they don't tolerate negativity. Uh, they have an Etsy page, uh, an Etsy store. There's some Scally Cap Mafia swag that you can buy. Uh, it's just really cool all around. So I thought I would take a second. It's not veteran related, but there's a ton of veterans within the group. With 3,400 people, there's a, a a very large population of veterans within the group. So if that's your thing, uh, I'd encourage you to check it out. If you're looking for something positive in your life, I encourage you to check it out. If you're looking for a different fashion accessory that you might not have thought, you might want to check out, you know, I'll put some links in the show notes, the Boston Scally Company, Hannah Hats of Donegal, um, Mulligan, James Mulligan shop out of Massachusetts. I've ordered a couple of shots, uh, a couple of hats straight from him. Uh, great customer service. I mean, I, there's nothing negative about this page so far. So again, trying to hunt the good stuff. This is one of the positives that I've found that I've included into my toolbox. If this, if this is something that might be up your alley, I encourage you to check it out. So anyway, Scally Cat Mafia, something positive on Facebook. Stay tuned. I'll be back in a moment and we will close the show. And that's a wrap. That's episode 30. Thanks for all the listeners that, that hung tight with me while I was uh, off the air for a couple of months trying to figure out 2021. 2020 was a long year. Let's hope 2021 gets better. Uh, if you've got some ideas of content or topics that you'd like to hear discussed on the show, please reach out at bullets to beans at gmail.com. You can always check us out on Facebook at bullets to beans or on Instagram. We kind of do Twitter. If you like what you're hearing, you know, like, share, subscribe, tell everyone about it, help the show grow. And uh, that's it. As always, I'm your host, Doc Joslin. Stay frosty, and we'll see you next week. Bullets to Beans is an official media production of Lifeline Media, LLC, Eagle River, Alaska. Alaska.